0: Welcome into latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley. And Stevie Nicholl here in the studio. We'll kick things off at Anfield. Of course, the big game in the Premier League on Sunday. Liverpool taking on Manchester United. It certainly did not. Live up to expectations. Overall, a terrible game, uh, lacking any sort of quality. We'd see the spoils shared then, a point apiece. A good result for Arsenal, who'd won earlier in the day, meaning that they are one point clear uh, that Liverpool and Aston Villa are in third after their victory against Brentford. (laughs) This was rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was... It was frustrating, is what well, it was. Certainly from a Liverpool perspective. Oh, just my a, goodness. Yeah. Talk about frustrating. You've you got to give credit to United. Um, at the end of the day, you've got to defend. And we're always complaining how nobody defends anymore. Well, they did everything that, that was needed. They got, they got their head in the way. They got challenges in. They closed the ball. And I think the most important thing, though, was every single one in white, all 11 of them, worked for each other right. and did their bit defensively. And I, and I kind of go back to when, when last week Bruno got his, got his yellow and was suspended, mm-hmm. I was teetering. And I remember saying to Craig, is that good or bad for Liverpool? And of course, I guess at the time we thought, well, it's bad for Man United. But in the end, when I think about the, the performance from Manchester United today, it was probably the best thing that happened to them. Because every man jacked one of them did the job defensively. And I, I don't believe you can say that Bruno Fernandes would have defended better than either McTominay, McNew, uh, or Amrabat because one of them wouldn't have played if he had been available. Do you say McNew? Uh, <laughs> I know It's, I know.
2: it's But,
1: didn't he, but did... oh, Listen to Darlot. Mm? <laughs> listen to Darlot.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh,
1: yeah. I just, I, if
0: we're picking
3: up on names, it just... Um, well, you just it.
0: put a book in there. He turned him Scottish. <laughs>
3: You got to give that young boy a lot of credit, though. No, definitely. He looks good, didn't he? He's played well coming in, and he's he's got very little experience. I thought this was a big credit to Man United. They come in, they came into Anfield in disarray, with injuries, players missing, out of form, bickering—all the things that you don't want. And Stevie's right. You know, the fact that they had a main playmaker out gave them a bit more solidity. And McTominay did a, a job getting between the middle of the park, and and supporting Hoyland up front. And I thought the back four uh, defended their penalty box really, really well. But Liverpool were poor. The first 15 minutes, 10 minutes, you're like, right, this is it, this is, they're they're on top here, there's corner kick, there's a wave after wave, and you thought, but then, United were able to sort of weather that, and then it sort of went a little flat. And if you think back to the game at Palace, Stevie, recently, uh, was it? I think it was last week. Yep. It took till Jordan Ayo was sent off for them to actually create anything. Seventy minutes, huh? and, and they went on to win the game, but it was it was certainly not convincing. And when you look at that performance today, with all the possession that they had, yeah, United defended deep, but they really ran out of ideas. I yep. mean, Nunes, Nunes is going. To, there's a lot to like about him, but he's got the Alvaro Moratas about him. His he's, he's understanding of when to be on the shoulder and playing the offside. He gets caught offside a lot, mm. an awful lot. And add that to his lack of prowess as a finisher and consistency, that's a bit of a problem. But I just felt this was Liverpool's game to go and take with the scruff of the neck. But Man United, I thought, bearing in mind where they are at the moment, I thought they did a brilliant job. just And... and as you said, had the best chance of the game. Unfortunately, Hoyland's not got a Premier League goal. Yeah. And it shows. He's, 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 he's nervous. He's, he's like rushing it and when he gets in that key area. And if he doesn't change that, he, he won't score goals on a regular basis. But boy, oh boy, this is a big result for them, for Man United, because everybody thought they were going to get trounced by four or five. What was wrong in the final third today, Stevie? Just very
1: predictable. Nothing out of the ordinary, no imagination. I mean... To to Craig's point, Nunes, I mean, Man United. I think, were about 15 yards from the goal line and he managed to get himself offside then as well. And I kind of, when I saw that, I thought, oh, it's going to be one of these, certainly for him. But just in general, there was no imagination in the play. Listen, from from back middle to getting to the the final third, I mean, they were completely and totally in, in control. But after that, predictable. You know, we talk about Anthony coming on his left. Salah was doing that all day as well. Luis Diaz was trying to drop the shoulder and come inside on your mate Dallot and kept losing the ball. And as Craig said, Nunes, you know, he does prefer it when there is some space in behind, which there wasn't because Man United was so deep. So, look, at the end of the day, when you've had so much of the ball and you get to the final throw as many times and as regularly in the 90 minutes as Liverpool did, there's a reason you pay Salah, Nunes and Diaz the big money. And that's to produce. Mm. And it's OK to say, well, they were deep and they, they had men behind the ball. But you don't, get, you don't get paid. And the expectation of winning the Premier League or the Champions League, that sort of excuse doesn't, doesn't really get you a pass. You didn't produce when it mattered most. And you have to say that and be honest about
3: it. When you're looking at a couple of games, when we could maybe argue or debate that Saboza has been their best player this year, right? And he's had a two or three really quiet games. He mm-hmm. was poor, he not poor. He was quiet at Crystal Palace, and even today he's passing and was just a little bit off and the timing of his passing, his runs, and, and I think when that's happening, uh, that put it one way. I don't, I don't look at that Liverpool midfield three. Certainly not this three. And I know it's not their best three. I don't think this is going to carry them to the title. I mean, I know they've got players to come back in but that, that three in particular as a, as a three ball in there I, I, I don't think that's
0: going to work for them you, When I've asked you in the past who is more likely to catch City you said Liverpool over Arsenal does this sort of performance change that?
1: Well yeah because they're going to be coming up against on a regular basis defences that, that will try and do what United do and, and you have to be able to break them down And they've shown in this game that they couldn't do it. But again, I'll go back to my main point, where I think Liverpool's biggest problem will be is defensively they give up opportunities. You know, to have... I mean, I think the stats said Liverpool had 70% of the ball. It felt like 80 or 90. But the fact is, if Hoyland has got some composure Mm. and figures it out, Man United take three points from this game. And that's, again, that's just the honest truth, so... So the fact that they couldn't break them down, the fact that they are still giving opportunities away, means that, for me, probably
3: Arsenal edge Liverpool and City. i tell you what, though. Give him a lot of stick and a few of those play- And I think deservedly the United players that is. He annoys the hell out of me, Anthony, and one or two others with their attitude and their, their sort of the way they swan around. He's well, a Nice, these But, but i tell you what, <laughs> fair play to him, though. He's, he could not... Any of those guys, show who's a youngster, he's going to work hard... All these guys, are, even Anthony, working back, all right, final third going forward in the second half, I think he picked the wrong ball a couple of times, like Stevie said. Right. Otherwise, Liverpool could have been in more trouble. But he, he worked hard for the team, he got back, he made tackles, he had good shape about him. All those things we were not seeing. Some of these guys were swanning around, and if we're, if we're thinking about the stories that floated around, and we're floating around a bit. About 10 hags lost to the dressing room. He certainly hadn't lost that 11 today. Mm. But he had two centre halves who, are, I think John Champion in commentary said, had 199 caps between them. He had two centre halves that know how to defend. Yeah. Not going to run away for anybody. And if you're going to try and play a high line, then Johnny Evans is screwed. But they weren't never going to play that game at Anfield. They were going to sit in the edge of the box. And Varane, who has been out the team for whatever reason, I can't answer that question. Him and Evans defended crosses and defended and blocked extremely well. But getting Luke Shaw back in recent weeks as well has been huge for him. The key for Ten Hag is to keep this lot
1: at the standard of attitude that they showed against Liverpool. And if they do that, then they've got enough ability where they will win more games and make get themselves up the table. But the problem is, if you play for one of the big guys, it's not about having a good attitude. Away at Liverpool, or home at Liverpool, or at Man City. Those, those are games that should be a given. Because mm. if you if you're not up it's for the home game like that,
0: it's
1: it's home or away against Bournemouth or Brighton or Crystal Palace or whoever it is. That's when you have to show that type of attitude. Because if you do that, because you have the extra talent, that will get you points. That's what he's got to do now. Take
3: this into the next lot of games but I, I also Stevie I just don't think it's at, well, attitude's a big thing right? Mm. But I also think one of the problems this current crop of United players has is when they do open up against even mediocre teams they're getting caught Yeah. they're getting played around now today it was slightly easier because nobody was expecting them to go to Anfield and go to toe, toe for toe so that pressure was gone they knew that they could go there play a defensive game and were not going to be criticised for doing so they can't do that against the majority in the Premier League. And when they have opened themselves up uh, and, and tried to boss games, they've been caught out. So we'll see how he goes forward with that. But it's it's a big day for Ten Hag because 7-0 last time out, yep. 4-0 the time before, this could have been messy for him. He, he, if he said he wasn't worried about it all weekend, <laughs> he was lying. Any sympathy for Dallow,
0: Stevie, for those quick yellow cards that he got? Come on. Well, actually, as soon as, you do it,
3: as soon as you do it, the first time, it was right. It was a United throw, but then there's the first in Stevie, and then he goes again for the same.
1: The, there's no sympathy for the second one. Yeah, I, I get the first one. Yeah, get the first one. You've run your guts out the whole game. It comes you're nearly, off what's you're nearly the finishing line is right. The finishing line is right there, and then you get a call like that. So, okay. I'll let you off with the first one. The second one is just not on. That's just, no, no.
3: See, in the the old days, you could could, (laughs) have done that, and the referee went, cool your jets, old chap. Yeah, exactly. But they're they're trying to get, you know, the managers are getting booked. Yes. And the players kicking the ball away. We saw saw Nunez. In fact, Salah kicked the ball away uh, at one point during the game, got away with it. I don't think Michael Oliver Mm. saw it. But any sort of dissent, the new directives are... You, you're getting a yellow card. If you're showing dissent to the referee or you're asking players to be booked, it's quite simple. So so he's got no complaints.
0: So Liverpool missing out on the opportunity to go back to the top of the table as the number one spot is now occupied by Arsenal after their 2-1 victory against Brighton. It was a frustrating first half for Arteta's side, but they made the breakthrough here. Gabriel Jesus, eight minutes after the break, 1-0. Yeah,
1: and actually the, the, the corner... Came from a, a position that Odegaard, in my opinion, should have scored. But he got the corner out of it and he just heads it home.
3: And Kai Havertz, a little bit of confidence here. Yeah, I think since he came off the bench and got, got the winner against Brentford, he's been back in the side and he's looking a little bit better and the crowd are not getting on his back. And and good for him, he's, he's certainly looking a little bit more confident because he looked... He looked a little shell-shocked
0: after the last few weeks. So Arsenal 2, Brighton nil, exactly what you want. No problems, no fuss, three points, thank you very much. Well, there
3: was a little bit of fuss for for quite quite a period, (laughs) but but what I would say is... uh, I haven't seen anybody... uh, I haven't seen any team in the Premier League that have not allowed Brighton... And we saw the stats there at the end, 50-50 possession, but that doesn't...
1: Certainly
3: certainly not, and certainly not for the first hour... I've not seen any Premier League team that have denied Brighton possession or territory as well as Arsenal. They couldn't get out. Mm. Brighton. Now they're one of the best teams at playing out under under the They normally boss possession, they normally create chances. Arsenal I saw them do it against, I think, Wolves at home, who are obviously not as good as Brighton. They just smothered them in their own half. They play such a high line, they shut it down. James Milner played left back, which was a <laughs> felt a bit sorry for him because they're tra- Saka and one on one. But Arsenal, you know, you've got to say deserve it. You've got to earn it. And they got... The Gabriel Jesus goal comes from the flick from, from Van Heek, from the Brighton player. But they were well, the better side. And they played well, created chances, were wasteful in the final third. Mm. Or this could have been... They could have had herself at least four, maybe five. So, yeah, a good bounce back after their defeat at Aston Villa. And rock solid at the back again. David Raya didn't have much to do, certainly to my uh, memory. And Gabriel uh, Gabriel just gets himself a goal, so a, pretty much a perfect weekend for them. Anything you want to add?
1: Yeah. Anybody who never saw this game and looks at those stats, don't be fooled. I mean, that fifty percent possession Brighton had, maybe five percent of that was in the opposition's half. It was all in and around their own penalty box. So
3: yeah. And I know every week goes by, but what I mean, we have, you know, we t- we've talked about Havertz a lot in the mm. show. Obviously, we've talked about Raya a lot. You know, it's a lot of money. But Arsenal are not in this position. And are, if Arsenal win the Premier League, Declan Rice, the signing of Declan Rice, has been the smartest bit of spending money I think they've done for a long time because he does everything in there. Do you think he starts against Liverpool? Who?
1: Kai Havertz. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, I was, I actually was you listening entirely clearly I was, about, I was thinking about that is that what you
3: said Declan rice <laughs> no so yeah I, well i was talking about Declan rice <laughs> your who does i thought you were gonna uh, i was thinking oh. well, i was thinking about Havertz, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well i was talking about Declan rice and you said do you think he starts against liverpool uh-huh. do i think Harvard starts yeah, yeah. uh also, today we saw Aston
0: Villa put in a, profes- a professional performance once again coming from behind to beat Brentford by two goals to one. They didn't get it all their own way. No. we got a bit lucky, Dan. Okay, all right, let's take you through exactly what happened. What a finish this is.
1: Yeah, fantastic. The biggest thing about this is there's absolutely no backlift. It's a good first touch, but look at yeah. that. Just goalkeeper has no chance to react. This yeah.
0: then changed the game. I, I mean, yeah, me. Yeah. Right decision, obviously yellow given initially, VAR would check,
3: upgrade it to a red. Oh, game got nasty after this. Oh, yep, absolutely. And look, you know, that's why VAR's here. Referee didn't quite see it at full speed and goes as a little trot, as a look at the monitor. Not a difficult decision.
0: 13 minutes to go. Villa get themselves into the game here. Moreno? Yeah, a
1: nice little ball to the far post. Nobody knows Moreno's there. He actually does well. He comes in from a wide area. And this just sets them up for that late for late boss.
0: Five minutes ago, Ollie Watkins with a goal. Great little flick on.
3: Watkins former Brentford player. And as I said, it's all it all got really messy at the end of the game. Yeah, it all started. This is brilliant. <laughs> Come on, Craig. You Leon to... Bailey he almost scores oh. the greatest, one of the greatest ever on goal. Mope, keep thinking <laughs> that's going to go in. Mopé, he goes down like a sack of potatoes, right? A big goalie. What's this? This is look at Leon Bailey. Look, like, like, what's it? What an on goal that would be. Now the big goal, Martinez is never far from a bit of controversy. Yeah, he loves it. This is where it started. Now he comes up. <laughs> Mopé... That's a 10 out of 10. Now he tries to drag Mopi up. And then, <laughs> <laughs> now they all get involved again. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Kamara then puts his hands on somebody's throat. Just there, so he goes for a red cap. All because a goalie got involved. There you go. There you go. There's the hand in the throat. Yeah. Emi Martinez
0: stirring it all up. But it's another victory for Unai Emery's team. As I mentioned before, I put some level on points now with Liverpool getting the victory there. You said lucky, Stevie. I, I, I didn't see them scoring in this
1: game until the red card. I, I really didn't. I thought Brentford pretty much dealt with everything they had to throw at them. And, and I, I just didn't see Villa. Listen, I, I thought because there would obviously be some sort of charge towards the end because they're in a position because they're, they're strong. But I would no way at one nil no, that I think they could win it. Could they snatch a point when you're only one behind, maybe? But no, they're, they're sending off totally, in my opinion. Changed this game.
0: What a weekend then when it comes to the Premier League title race, which is certainly well and truly on. According to the bookies... City are still favourites at six to five, but remember they've been long odds on at the start of the campaign. And then it's Liverpool second favourites ahead of Arsenal. Oh, sorry, no, Arsenal fav- second favourites, and Liverpool, then Villa at 14 to one. Poof. Has anything changed? Has this weekend changed anything for you as to who's going to win it? Do
3: You know, City continue to just... I thought it was a City fan. Actually, if I was the manager, I'd be concerned. We sit here and we have done and said they can't keep a clean sheet. Mm. Now, this game was so bad for so long. It was a training game. But as soon as City get a punch in the nose at the moment, they look vulnerable. Yeah. And Crystal Palace never, ever looked like they were going to get back in this game. It was so one way. But as soon as they get the Mateta goal... Then it's panic stations, and unfortunately for them, several or two or three of the really good defenders that have been solid for certainly eighteen months or so are not playing particularly well. And so everybody's talking about Kevin De Bruyne coming back. That's fine, but they are going to have to plug the gap at the other end. That's the biggest problem. So back to my question: Has it changed anything? Yeah, I think so. I think it continues to change. Uh, Arsenal are. I think Arsenal are starting to play better because Arsenal are in this position and they've only, for a long period this season, they have not played the type of football we know they can, right? So they're starting to hit a little bit of momentum now and players are back fit, most of them, back playing with confidence. Villa are sort of a fly in the ointment. Yep. Uh, Liverpool, we know, uh, are going to be there or thereabouts. And so... I think that's a big problem for Man City. They're going to have to put one of these runs together that you sit back and go, wow, that's yeah. amazing. And they don't look likely at this moment in time. You know, the, the most important thing for them, and I think Guardiola,
1: of all people, should figure this one out. When they get that punch in the nose, this is a team that, at the best, you can't get the ball off them. Right. And so when they get a punch in the nose, what the best teams do... When they're, when they're at their best is they take the air out of the game by passing the ball and keeping it away from the opposition. But even in this game, when that, that first goal went in, all of a sudden, they're not quite as confident. And that is huge. So if you stick a little bit of... a little, They're kind of questioning themselves mm. and you also stick on top of that the fact that defensively they're not at it, that, that's a problem. And, and he has to figure that out. And that's how to do it. You keep the ball
3: don't give it to the opposition. Uh, well, it's a big test for him because last year he had one team to worry about. Yes. And, and currently now he's got at least three. Mm-hmm. At least three uh, that are in there that are competitive. So he's got to worry about all. Last year it was only our Arsenal going to falter. And, and when they did, City were there. He, he's got a lot of work to do because these other guys all fancy their chances. And at the moment, City are the poorer of all the four teams.
0: Uh, City, of course, not involved in the Carabao Cup midweek. It was Newcastle who knocked them out. Some mouth-watering ties to you live here on ESPN+. Plus, Including Newcastle against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Port Vale against Middlesbrough, Everton, Fulham. Then on Wednesday, it's Liverpool against West Ham. Harlan, De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard, Spies, Shaka, and Knapps, All great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success Every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fc. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash fc now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash fc. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply, need to hire, you need Indeed. For 24 hours, well, at least, Real Madrid are top of La Liga table. That's after a convincing 4-1 victory over Villarreal. Jude Bellingham added yet another goal to his tally. Well, an impressive night for Carlo Ancelotti's side. One negative, though. David Alaba would limp off in the first half. No news as yet as to how serious that injury is. Mario Suarez joins us, the former Atleti midfielder. Real Madrid are going to win the league, aren't they, Mario?
4: Yes, I think <laughs> they deserve the win and uh, i'm sure that carlo ancelotti and all the real madrid fans are really happy right now because they do for me an excellent uh, performance scoring four goals uh with your key player with your star like bellingham scoring with players that normally don't play like brahim scoring uh playing attacking football now they are on top of the table and i think they must be happy uh except from the injury of Alaba. Mm. I think today is a really good night for all
0: the Real Madrid fans.
3: It's comfortable today, wasn't it, Craig? (laughs) Very. Worryingly for Villarreal, too comfortable. Uh, The Bellingham bandwagon rolls on. Uh, Yeah, Bram Diaz has done a great job coming in, really coming in from the wilderness and giving them something different at a time that they've needed it with with the injuries that they've had. Uh, And Rodrigo, has stepped up, and that was all the big questions that we had. Who was going to step up when, when Vinicius uh, is out the side? And we believe he's out to February, and Rodrigo has done that. But one of the other sides of Jude Bellingham, I don't think we discuss discussing enough, is he's got an edge to him. Very much so, yeah. He's got a fire in there, he's got an edge to him. And I know the boys and Rob will talk about it in commentary, about taking him off because uh, he was already on a yellow card, and you could see he was. they were very putting some challenges in him, and he, and he was kind of getting... A little bit frustrated with the referee as well. And he's he has he's got that edge to him. And I think, you know, if you took that away from him, you wouldn't see the player that... You we want have. that. Yeah, you want that. He's a winner. It, it means a lot to him. You know, even when they're winning games, and hes it just means a lot to him. And it, it, I just like that edge that he's got. And I think he's got the perfect manager to, to manage that. You saw when he came off Ancelotti putting the arm around him, saying, like, you know, you've done your job. Uh, bigger fish to fry. But this was... Yeah, th- this was... a. I mean... When Villarreal got that goal just in the second half, he thought, right, yep. are, are they going to fold Real Madrid? But they did not. They then that kicked them on.
0: Uh, Mario, we take a look at the stats. Jude Bellingham, top goalscorer in La Liga, 13 goals, uh, three ahead of Borja Mayoral in second. What is it that makes him so difficult to defend against when he's making these runs from deep?
4: Oh, as I said before, I think the. The, the best thing that uh, Beligan has for me is that uh, he's in the, perf- in the place he has to be in every moment. Uh, he has freedom. He arrives to the goal from second line and that for a defender is very difficult to mark a player like that. He's very strong physically. Uh, he works. I don't know. I think uh, now he's also uh, as I said in the right place in every moment. So I think Real Madrid must take advantage of this because I don't know if, this is, if he's going to still score in so many goals because it's not normal. I didn't expect this, but at the moment it's true that he's incredible and I think uh, he's the best player in Europe right now, maybe. I'm not have, wrong. He
1: always seems to have space, Steve. Well, he's, if, if you notice, every time he gets on the end of something in the box, he's moving forward, which is, again, why he's hard to pick up because he's not he's not got there already, he's not standing waiting. He's on the move and he's running forward. And so for defenders, who are static, even if they're anywhere run about them, particularly for for challenges in the air, he's always going to win it because of his size. Mm. So, yeah, tough tough to pick up when he's going in the box.
0: Uh, Real Madrid, meanwhile, have struggled, haven't they, with injuries uh, throughout the season. The last thing they wanted was another name added to that extensive list. But certainly, it didn't look good, did it, for David Alaba, Vinicius Junior, Kamavinga, Carvalho, Gula, Militao and Courtois. Of course, long-term absentees from Carlo Ancelotti's squad. Uh, and Mario l- losing, obviously, Alaba would be a major, major blow for Real Madrid.
4: Of course, because we are talking that Real Madrid is on top on the on the table, is for the next round of the Champions League. And uh, we must remember that uh, he's playing. He's, they are playing without the best goalkeeper in the world for me uh, for a long time. Without Militao, that is one of the best defenders for sure. Without Benitez for a long time. So now if they, they lose Alaba, they only have Nacho and Rudiger as centre-backs. So let's see how they do. Maybe they will have to sign another centre-back in uh, transfer window of January, but despite uh, the days, they are performance amazing. As I said, they are on the top of the table and with all the injuries and the important players they have out. So I think uh, this uh, speaks really well about Ancelotti, about the, the squad
3: and about the players they have. I think it puts more pressure on Xavi, doesn't it? In some sense, being the, the biggest rivals because yeah, most definitely he's talked are about... Are they still in this race? I don't think they're a good enough side at the moment to bridge a nine-point gap. Maybe at another time, I would have said yes. But with all the issues we've discussed with Barcelona, I don't see them recovering nine points in, in just over you know, half a season. Yeah. You can't see where the next win's coming, can you? Not, I mean, There's going to there's no... be
0: nine points if you're a win tomorrow. Yeah, what is it then? So it's seven uh, points seven, between yeah. Madrid and Barcelona. You're on a win, then uh, uh, it's uh, nine I, I,
3: points. Nine points for for I got my mask wrong. Oh, silly me! But I I uh, even seven points. I still think it's 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 going to be tough. But you know we talk about you know Chabby's moaned and groaned a little bit about injuries and blah blah blah. And he has had them. But when you look at what Ancelotti's had to deal with right down the spine of the side, and, and also they saw you know got rid of Benzema in the summer, so yep. that was another gap to fill. And then the injury to the goalkeeper, the injury to Militao, now Laba, the injury twice to Vinicius and two separate hamstring issues, he's missed the side. Uh, yeah, he's had Jude Bellingham has come in and done something that's you could call phenomenal, certainly up to now in the goals he scored. But I think anybody at Barcelona that says, well, look, this is down to the fact that we're missing him and him and him. I think the critics will just say, well, hold on a minute. Real Madrid are in the same boat, but they're coping. Yeah. So what is the difference and why? So. When this bandwagon continues to roll on, it puts Barcelona under even, even more pressure. But, but yeah, at the moment, I think seven points is a huge gap for them. Could be nine, as you mentioned, when Girona play tomorrow. And they are arguably the, the most watchable team at the moment in La Liga.
0: Most definitely. Mario will say thank you very much. Uh, as Craig mentioned then, the big game tomorrow sees Girona in action, looking to go back to the top of the table as they take on Alaves. That game will be live at 3pm Eastern on ESPN+. Plus.
1: Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's electricebikes.com. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Bayer Leverkusen remained top of the Bundesliga table after a 3-0 victory against Frankfurt. Meanwhile, Bayern bounced back after their defeat against Frankfurt last weekend to beat Stuttgart 3-0. Let's get some reaction from that game. Archie Rintat caught up with Thomas Tuchel. But first, Harry Kane.
1: It was a really good performance today, um, you know, a tough team, we, we knew it was going to be difficult at times, but I thought from start to finish we controlled it, we uh, limited them to very few chances and, you know, on another day we probably could have scored a few more as well, so um, especially after the, the result last week it was important to bounce back in the league and um, it was nice to do that at home today.
5: Is five hours a long time without a goal for you this season?
1: Yeah, it, felt, it feels like forever to be honest, we had the, the two Champions League, we had the league and then we had the game cancelled, so it's been a... Uh, It feels like it's been ages since I scored, but uh, that's part of football. I said it last week. You know, sometimes the
5: ball drops through, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, it was nice to obviously get back on the score sheet today. Thomas, given what happened in Frankfurt last week, I can't think of a single clear opportunity that your team conceded both against Manchester United and today.
2: Yes. What a response. What a response was needed. I mean, we did a ridiculous amount of individual mistake of critical ball losses in Frankfurt. Uh, the reaction after the ball losses was uh, by far not on our level That is, and, and not on the level that is needed in, in terms of um, hard work in teams of um, helping each other out if, if, uh, if mistakes happen. So we needed to step up, we did in Old Trafford and we did today. Uh, we had um, a bit of difficult preparation because some players were out, then they were last minute in, some were in and last minute out. And so we, played a, 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 we decided in the end to play a, a clear-cut 4-4-2 um, defensively, which was maybe not the best tactical shape against Stuttgart, but we compensated with uh, teamwork, with uh, effort and we made it lively and this is by anyway. Uh, the most important. We played very serious. We, we we put in a lot of effort and hard work. And as you said, we we managed to to not allow any chances.
0: So then, Bayern Leverkusen remain top of the table. They are four points clear of Bayern Munich, although, of course, the defending champions do have a game in hand. For more on what we saw today in the Bundesliga, Archie Rintat joins us now. Oh, I still got it on. Oh, he's still with his Christmas shirt still on. Good. Lovely, Archie. It Beautiful. It was only
5: an hour ago. Very,
0: <laughs> <laughs> very festive. What I do?
5: <laughs> uh, Archie, what would you like to say about this Bayern game? Bayern were very good. And... I'm surprised, actually, at how well they've responded to that Frankfurt defeat last weekend. And that fact that they were so solid, despite the fact that Leon Goretzka and Alexander Pavlovich, sorry, Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich both fell out of this game, fell out, dropped out of this game late on with the flu. And in comes 19-year-old Alexander Pavlovich making his first start for Bayern. You wouldn't have known it Seamless to the point now where you're thinking Joshua Kimmich hasn't played in Bayern's two best performances this season, away at Borussia Dortmund where they won 4-0, and then at home today against Stuttgart. Stuttgart, a team who've created chances against everybody in the Bundesliga this season, regardless of what resources. So I think for Thomas Tuchel to have a level of calmness in that game as well from the way that they were just ruthless when they did get their chances for the most part. Uh, very impressive uh, that Harry Kane is able to quiet any waters as well by ending that little goal crisis that he'd had. Uh, it helps, but very impressive from Bayern. And throwing up questions now as to, well, should Joshua Kimmich be fit to face Wolfsburg during the week? Should he regain his place? Because Pavlović and Guerrero did so well in the centre today.
0: Uh, we've been waxing lyrical about Jude Bellingham almost running out of superlatives. The same could be said... For Harry Kane, 24 goals in 21 matches, Archie.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, it's of course sensational. And and sometimes you do think, how hard can it be to mark him, right? When when you see him free at a set piece, there, there's a part of you wondering, well, how has this been allowed to happen? Surely there should just be two people on him at all times. But the, the thing about... It is that it's not just the numbers, it's his all-round play as well. He's, he's, he's a keen golfer and he does have a lot of tools uh, in his uh, in his bag as well. That shows I don't watch golf, doesn't it? But the, the way that he's got so many different just skills to his game for the way that he's able to play these cross-field balls, for example, and switch the play so effectively, uh, there's, yeah, I, there's just so many elements that are oh, impressive to him. Goal scoring is of course the most important one. And yeah, I, I think uh, he could he could be I, I, I thought at the start of the season it was fanciful that he'd be after Robert Lewandowski's record, but the way he's going, I, I think it would be a surprise almost if he didn't break it, such as the form he's in. So yeah, he's he's settled better than anybody could have maybe expected at Bayern. I like, sure he came for big, big money but he has justified that price tag.
3: Mm. That would really make Lewandowski's season, wouldn't it? Well, Harry Kane, yeah,
0: Nick's his, uh, goal scoring record. Nicks his
3: great record and he's having a bit of a torrid at Barcelona but yeah. look, I you know it's no surprise clearly that Kane is scoring goals uh, at, at Bayern, you know, a team with better players uh, than Tottenham. Uh so better service, better support network. Always difficult though to go into a, a new club. I think the amount he's scoring is maybe a little surprise. Uh But no no surprise, certainly, that he's in the right place at the right time. And when it gets to the real crunch, the game in hand, you're chasing Leverkusen down in the Champions League, that's when I think you're really going to... find out about Harry Kane because he's a guy for the big occasions and that's one of the reasons that Bayern spent a club record amount amount of money on him.
0: Uh, by Levin Cousin though, remain top of the table, you take a look at the Xavi Alonso effect, this is quite incredible, isn't it? 24 games, 21 victories, 3 draws, how much credit should Alonso get, Archie? (laughs)
5: Lots, lots and lots and lots, there isn't enough that you can give him. Because this is a club which has always had a problem with converting its potential into something meaningful. The nickname Neverkusen uh, <laughs> has stuck with them for a very long time going back to 2002 when they famously came second in the Bundesliga, the DFB Cup and the Champions League. But there is now a growing belief amongst neutrals that Leverkusen could do it this season and the way that the new signings of Grimaldo, Shaka, Bonnie, Faze, Hoffman have all just slotted straight into the team. I think there is a Xabi Alonso effect in terms of the authority that he has over a group of players who will probably have grown up watching him. And when you're getting that advice from him on the training ground, and also, as we're told, Xabi Alonso is still very much one of the best players for them in training. (laughs) I I think it makes a difference when somebody is able to actually show that they are as good as their words as well. And it's a very unique and fortunate spot that Leverkusen are in. And the only question mark over them will be, how are they going to cope when they lose players to go to AFCON? Mm. And indeed, how will Bayern cope when one or two goes to AFCON, but also, uh, to the Asia Cup in the new year, that could be, in what is a very tight title race right now, that could be a deciding factor.
0: It is, of course, the last round of Manchester for the winter break midweek. Where are you going, Archie?
5: Midweek? Yes. Do you mean? Yes, I'm. 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 I'm watching at home. Oh my I've, I've, I've goodness, crazy, uh, <laughs> I know,
0: right? Uh, Archie, thank you very much. You can all watch at home with Archie, not at his home, but on ESPN Plus. Uh, we've got all the matches, of course, live for you over Tuesday and Wednesday. It's about the two matches we'll be playing at the same time: Bayern Leverkusen against Bochum and it's Wolfsburg against Bayern Munich. Meanwhile, big statement from Inter today. A 2-0 victory over Lazio, certainly supporting their title chances elsewhere. Milan with a 3-0 victory over Monza. And Jose Mourinho's Roma losing 2-0 against Bologna. What does all that mean? We well, take a look at the table. Inter then, four points clear of Juventus, nine points clear of AC Milan. Their city rivals, Gam Marcotti is with us to reflect on that victory for Inter. Take us through it, Gam. Well uh, like Lazio's
6: whole game plan, money society made a big call on dropping Luis Alberto said we're gonna we're gonna attack Inter with the wings we're gonna get uh, we're, we're gonna get the whole uh, Olympic stadium behind us um, but this is inter uh, Inter are completely unfazed it doesn't matter that there's there's players missing uh, they're ready to pounce on mistakes big 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 mistake that they uh, took advantage of. Uh, with Altaro scoring uh, the, the the first goal on an uh, errant uh, or blind back pass to the keeper dead And then uh, teram adding a second. And, and Inter never really looking back. Uh, we've said it before, that this Inter team look so accomplished. They look so comfortable. They're never phased. Um, I don't like the, all these metaphysical explanations, but... I think last year, reaching the Champions League final and and, and playing Man City to to a standstill for 70-plus minutes, it's a pretty big confidence boost.
0: So are they better than last year then, Gab?
6: You know what? I think they kind of are. Shalhanogluz reinvented himself uh, in, in, in the Brozovic role. Um, I think Marcus Turam is a phenomenal player uh, and, uh, and, and really gives you g- gives you more consistency and, and more unpredictability uh, than, than Lukaku or, or Dzeko the year before. Lautaro goes from strength to strength. Barella has grown as well. Uh, they've got other guys that can come in at the back. Jan Bissek and Federico Di Marco again showing why uh, in his position, he's got to be one of the top two or three players in the world. So um, I'm not the biggest zomer guy, but uh, overall, yeah, they may be better than
0: last season. Right then, let's get down to business, Gab. I believe this was your fourth draft because the first three you mucked up. Oh, uh, no, I only mucked up once. <laughs> there you go. Your yeah. Champions League dream draw. Here we go. All right, starting since you're
6: obsessed with Paris Saint-Germain, I'm going to start with them. <laughs> Who do they get? Well, they get Manchester City, oh. because I think City are the best team in the competition, and I want them to have as tough a draw as possible, which is what makes winning it that much sweeter. But so many subflots, of course, uh, Pep Guardiola against uh, Luis Enrique, Erling Haaland against Kylian Mbappe. Oh. you got to absolutely, absolutely love that. Yeah, you can keep going, Gap. Uh, Real Madrid against Copenhagen. So the Minnows Copenhagen, you don't expect to get this far, but they did. So how about a nice day out to the Bernabeu and Mr. Carlo Celotti. I got Real Sociedad against Leipzig. Real Sociedad, I love what they've done. I think they were arguably the best team uh, in the group stage. And they get to take on the evil empire that is Leipzig. Uh, I've got Bayern against PSV Eindhoven. Peter Bosch, never liked the guy, but he hasn't set a foot wrong this season, and uh, he takes on Thomas Tuchel, who I like a lot, but has made a ton of mistakes this season. Arsenal against Porto, well, somebody's got to play against Porto, right? No, just kidding. Uh, Sergio Conceição, I think he's turned things around. I love the idea of of, of Pepe still being out there, still scoring goals, and seeing how he comes up, up against Gabriel Jesus. Barcelona against Lazio. I think Xavi needs a pick-me-up and I think Lazio are just a team to give it to him. Atletico Madrid against Napoli, fathers and sons, Gio Simeone taking on his dad, and Cholo Simeone. How about that? Yeah. And Dortmund against Inter. I would have said, until very recently, this is, a clash, this is a clash of the two teams that always break your heart, that always underachieve, that always screw things up. Inter, no mas, they're not that anymore and uh, they'll have quite a test against uh, Borussia Dortmund, who, of course, turned around well in the Champions League, but are still blowing hot and cold, mostly cold,
0: in the Bundesliga. I uh, will of course, be discussing the draw Very similar to May, in length on Monday. Yeah, I think, like, I think Gab's given, given that a little bit more thought. Well, that's a surprise. How many uh, seconds I, I, have you I, it dedicated? Was, it was, <laughs> uh, just going back to the, the Real Madrid game, we've had it confirmed now, David Alaba is out for the season wow. with an ACL tear. This is, of course... Another injury that Carlo Ancelotti has to deal with, and that's a
3: massive blow. Well, it did look extremely serious when we saw it. Obviously, we're you know we'd never speculate, but the way that it happened without the contact, uh, his reaction straight away, and then the way that the the doctors and the physios literally carried him off the field. It, it looked, as I mentioned at the time, it, you know, not exactly the same, but going back to his defensive partner and Militao something kinda similar, not you know, where he goes in, it was Militao slipped, it looked like Alaba's left boot just got caught in the turf. Just here and then the left knee goes forward and he knew straight away. Uh, but yeah, that's another hammer blow for Real Madrid and, and for particularly for the player.
0: Uh, Gab, Carlo Ancelotti is going to have his work cut out, isn't he, to take Real Madrid across the line if these injuries continue?
6: Yeah, no question about it. I think at this point, without Militao and, 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 and without Alaba, um, I, I don't think there's any question. You've got to go to the sporting director. You've got to mm. go to Florentino and say, Presi, we need <laughs> another centre-back. They're going to have to move on the market, and they're going to have to get somebody reliable. I would assume, knowing Ancelotti a little bit, He's going to want to go for, for some kind of veteran that has the experience. Um, but obviously, it's a cliche. It's not easy and it's often expensive to shop in January.
0: Uh, Real Madrid, of course, are in action at midweek, as are all La Liga sides in what is the final round of matches of the calendar year. They're away against Alaves. Meanwhile, before that, on Wednesday, it's Barca against Maria All these games live on ESPN+. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to stay tuned though. Gab's back. The boys here as well, obviously, to answer your tweets for Extra Time. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. So many papers, so you know, many. I, I've noticed, like, particularly on a weekend, you get yourself on a right... Well, it's because they come in while I'm doing the show. So not only am I trying to host the show and carry everything else, trying to sort out my papers as well. Oh, oh, hey, like, oh. What a great oh, job go. I do. Oh, I know. <laughs> How are you, Gav? How's your weekend oh. been? <laughs>
6: uh, it was lovely. Oh, a good. Lovely weekend here and no no shopping yet. Went to, went to Chelsea against Sheffield United yesterday, which oh. was an absolute stinker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but got to see Christopher Nkunku pretending to warm up.
0: Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I imagine you're in a corporate box, aren't you, Gab? You don't sit with the riffraff.
6: Uh, I I went undercover amidst the people.
0: Wow. Okay, look at that. Well, you think Gam Marconi? You think man of the people? Wait a minute. Manchester United didn't oh, lose, no, Craig. Undercover. Nice to me. Wait a minute. Manchester United didn't lose, Craig. What are you doing here?
3: Oh. No. Lots no, so of nice things. Came Manchester man- United. I, I, in yeah, the it's show. your fault. Came into them. Yeah. Did a very good job today. Excellent job. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, Gab, should the FA do what's right and revoke the yellow on Delo? Why?
6: I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, just, I just want to clearly understand this, right? Is it, is it is it... Does it say in the law of the games, in the laws of the game, that uh, if you get booked for dissent... Oh, look, I've already been booked, so I can go and shout whatever I want at the referee. Now, we haven't had the referee's report, I want to see what PGMOL says, but just because you get booked once, right? You, you, made, you made, the, made the show of the with his arms and stuff. Presumably he said something as well. If he also said something after he'd been booked, I think the referee's within his rights to, to go and give him a yellow one. And you know, it sucks when you're the first guy that it happens to. But I'll tell you what, like we see this all the time, players getting booked for dissent or whatever and saying it's a license because he's not gonna dare show me a yellow, another yellow straight away. Well, now it's happened.
3: He made the same action twice. Right. With they, you know, basically the, yes. the hand. <laughs> which the first one he got booked for, and then in that inter- in, in that time between the first booking and him doing it again, he hadn't quite figured out in his own head that that's what he got booked for the first time. Right. So. When he saw the yellow card coming out, and he does it again, it's just... And this is the director now from, 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 from the powers that be, oh. is that that more respect for officials, from managers, <laughs> and more respect to officials, From players. Yeah, and to
0: that point, Darwin Nunes, maybe lucky, Stevie, after he was clapping the referee after the Uh, booking.
1: Yeah, I'm going to to guess that the referee didn't see him doing that. Okay. And obviously, the linesman chose not to let the referee know because he could have done that as well. So,
0: yeah. For Stevie, should Liverpool be worried about their attack when Salah goes to AFCON in January? Worried's
1: probably not the right word. Petrified. Certainly, today should give them food for thought. Not food just for thought. Not just on Salah, <laughs> but but in general. But yeah, I mean, it's just going to make it a little harder. Let's put it that way. Right. What is the wrong word. Okay. Food for thought. Food for thought.
0: Food for thought, Gab.
6: Uh, I, I think they should be worried now about how they've been playing. With Salah, with those guys, albeit without McAllister, who I think is a big loss. Liverpool have ground out a whole bunch of results, but as Jurgen Klopp himself has pointed out uh, they're not they're not playing well. They're not playing well, and you can turn it into a positive and say, "Oh look, when we finally do start playing well, imagine how much better we're going to be." And you hope that that's what's going to happen if you're a Liverpool fan. But um, I, I don't think they're I, I I don't think they're anywhere near the level. That Jurgen Klopp wants to be wants them to be at, and and it's not just uh, you know the, the defense that people have criticized in the past. I think it's it's the front three as well and, and the support that they get from the midfield. So,
3: mm. memory says me right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I guess I'm involved. <laughs> <laughs> I got a memory of them. you said, <laughs> I said. You said not you're done. Me? No, no, no. You're taking Liverpool's front three over Arsenal's that still stands well I don't want his Jesus who do you want Nunes over us? I, I don't want <laughs> Jesus you're you saying you're taking Nunes I don't want Jesus no <laughs> well, it's,
1: well how can you tell me what I'm saying if you don't let me say it <laughs> well it's he. but it's. you're not taking
0: Jesus it, they come as a package
1: you're not taking his Jesus it's, it's a who's playing? who's playing up front you're, 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 and you're, you're playing Salah and
3: I'm going to put Stacco on the left oh so you're playing Salah through the middle no. <laughs> who's playing striker i'm playing nunez in, in front of jesus hold
1: on a minute dan well, I, I, I would, i'll tell you what i would rather play against jesus any day of the week but nunez can't Nunes, score than nunez well don't ask me a question then yes we yes but who we're picking and i've told you Saka on the left Salah
0: on the right nunez through the pipe what if they came for, it came as a package
1: are you talking about the Kims of Paki? Do so you have to have the Arsenal front know. free
3: or the Liverpool front free you You've muddied the waters here. No, no, not. No, not uh, him. <laughs> me.
1: Why? Well, you asked me a question and I'll give you the answer to it. Nunes well, over wait, Jesus. Let, let's be quite honest here, right? Saka, Martinelli and Nunes... Eh, sorry, and, and... Jesus. And Jesus... Aren't, aren't performing the way they did last year either. You're not you can, the, why So, would you
0: just answer the question? Well because, would you?
1: you know, Gam's just been talking about about Liverpool as far as an attacking force is concerned. That they've not been at the, the, their best, which, which, you can argue. I mean, they are. But apart from today, they've been averaging three goals, three goals a game at home. Right, so, what's, so the,
0: what's the answer to the question? Well, the,
1: the answer, <laughs> the answer is the one I gave you. I'm, no, but you can't. No, you can't. I'm, I can do what I want. No. I'm picking it. <laughs> no I'm taking. I'm, I'm taking Liverpool.
0: Yeah, uh, there it is. We got there in I'm the I'm taking end. Liverpool. You're taking Liverpool's
1: front three. Well, as I've just told you, Liverpool's front three of at home of of three goals again. Right. Which is more than Arsenal. Okay. So the, the, is that what you want? Are you getting so angry about well, it? Well, because he just said that at the start. Well, because, and left goes. What he does is. Oh, <laughs> What he, do, what he does, does He, it? he, does, it even, in he it. does it all the time <laughs> I haven't involved in this He does it He was that. the one who started it As per usual He changes the goalpost Midway through the game He does it all the time This, this has got nothing to do expert. with me He's an expert At
0: moving uh, uh, the goalpost In the middle of the game I knew that would get him going Yeah it did <laughs> For all Is Harry Kane that good Or does he just look like that Playing in a lower
3: level league
0: Oh it's
1: cute. Get out of here Holy smoke Ooh. Oh
3: come on Listen the guy's been doing it for years in the <laughs> Premier League in a side that has, has, has not been the strongest, and he's done it for England. Yeah. Uh, but many, many. That's just no, no. That's yeah. that's just crazy. A gap.
6: Oh, All okay. right, hey, let me turn it around. Is Erling Holland that good, or does he just look that good playing in a lower level league? Oh. Uh, I'm channeling my inner Derek Ray here. There you go. Look, hey. Obviously, if, if you move to a dominant team and you're a good centre forward um, and people create lots of chances for you, you will score a ton of goals regardless of where you are. And that's what Harry Kane did and, and that's what Erling Holland did.
1: Where would you have? I didn't, answer. <laughs> I didn't answer the question, Gap. Would you have it's that arsenal midfield? Why didn't you ask Gap to answer the question. What? Ask him to answer. He never answered the question. What? All he told you was... Well, I think he did. Is no, he Harry didn't. Kane
6: that good? Uh, well, well, no, he never. Well, I think yeah. he did.
1: No, he didn't. He Harry did.
6: Kane he is didn't. that good. <laughs> he scored a ton of goals in the Premier League. Now he's scoring so a ton of goals over me, there. Is a... Sorry?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're getting angry for. <laughs> Showing at the clothes. With yeah. Kane and Bellingham scoring an outrageous amount of goals thus far, how do you perceive the two linking up for England, Gab?
6: Well, Jude Bellingham moving to an inferior league. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think I, I think it's a really good question because obviously Bellingham is asked is tasked to play uh, in a different role. So do you try to replicate the Bellingham um, the, the Bellingham role with England? Um, bearing in mind that England do have a genuine high-end center forward who plays through the middle, uh, albeit a guy that you can do a lot of different things with, um, and Real Madrid do not. Uh, I I think if they're playing for a club team, if they're playing together, it would be fascinating because, you know, you could see Kane dropping off, Bellingham going forward, whatever else. I think with England, given that it's our Gareth who's in charge, I would imagine he'll be more uh, conservative and keep playing Bellingham where he's played him thus far, a little bit, a little bit further back, more as a midfielder, and uh, and you know leave sort of Kane to kind of get his service from uh, from England's wingers, who also happen to be very good.
0: Clearly, Arsenal need to finish more of our chances, but we're at a plus 20 goal differential, with only Liverpool bettering us by one goal. Is this really an issue, or does
3: it just feel like an issue? Uh, I think having, I think part of that is was uh, you know the missed. Mest- uh, Jesus Martinelli particularly Jesus with, with injury for, for a sustained period uh, so they haven't had a lot of consistency but yeah they I mean today's game was a perfect example really of, of being wasteful with, with a lot of good play uh, extra pass extra touch you know trying to maybe walk it in rather than taking the strike and I think if they are going to win the league they will have to be uh, more clinical in that. In that area, but you know, keeping the, keeping those guys fit with the likes of Trossard and Enchetya and maybe Smith Rowe and others that can come in and possibly contribute. I think they have to have an element of goals from the middle of the park as well. I don't think there's a doubt about that. And uh, very few teams will win the league just with the striker carrying them all the way. So Arsenal are going to have to get some goals from other areas in the side.
1: I think we've got to remember that last year we weren't expecting Martinelli and Saka and Odegaard. They scored as many goals as they did. Mm. But now that they've done it, we're kind of expecting them to get close. And and as the question asks you, does it feel like it? It does feel like it, although it's not quite as big an issue as it, as it could be.
0: Gab, is Mourinho done? It's so confusing in Rome right now. What is going on with this team? Uh, what happened to Renato Sanchez? He came on at half-time, then was subbed 20 minutes later.
6: Uh, 18 minutes wow. later, Renato oh. Sanchez was absolutely terrible in those in those 18 minutes um and like he's been bad all season long Jose Mourinho came out afterwards and says he apologized to Renato Sanchez for sending him on and then taking him off after just 18 minutes he said I made a mistake it's not fair to him I'm sorry Renato blah 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 uh, I know how humiliating it is for a player, and it's something I've only had to do three or four times in my career, yada, yada, yada. So we're all talking about that, I'm not talking about the fact that, you know, Roma have slipped down to sixth place now, I believe, and that little Bologna with their team of no-names and Xerxes and Fergusons um, beat them and are up to fourth in the table. As far as Mourinho's future is concerned, his contract is up uh, at the end of the season. Look, the Friedkins, the Roma's owners, have spent a ton of money uh, between wages and, and transfer fees under Mourinho. They got for that. They got a manager capable of reaching the Europa League final, and of course, winning the, the Europa Conference League. And managers who's adored by the fans. But the reality is not always the easiest to deal with. So Mourinho now has kind of upped the aunt, ante. He said, if, if I'm not here next year." It's not going to be down to me. It's going to be down to them. So if I were the Freakins, I'd be tempted to call his bluff and say, hey, Jose, here's a contract. I'm not going to put any stipulations in there about how much money I'm going to spend. Uh, in terms of your salary, you just write the number down that you think you're worth. And uh, let's take it from there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think unless somebody better comes along, I think Mourinho would want to stay. I think the fans are still very much on board with him. You know, the question is there is somebody who is writing all those checks mm. and Roma can only sustain losses for so long.
0: Stevie did you, did you tell me the story of when you subbed someone off after bringing them on and you regretted it straight away? I can't remember. It... I didn't I didn't regret it but I felt bad. Right. We were playing
1: in, not Colorado, Um didn't Adam used to play? Salt Lake. Uh, Salt Lake. We were playing in Salt Lake and we were 2-1 up with I was going to say 15 minutes to go, maybe maybe even 20 at a stretch. Right. And I put a player on and I said to him, right, we're just going to try and hold on what we've got. Do not get ahead of the ball, which basically means wherever the ball is, you need to be at the worst in line with it or behind it. Okay. Because I want you to be defended. And so for the next, I'm going to say 15 minutes, he proceeded to be nothing but ahead of the ball. (laughs) was out of position, they were coming down the side, I put him on for fun, and I'm sitting there with Paul and I'm going, I'm going to have to take him off. And Paul's going, you can't do that. I went, I said, look, if we if we leave it the way it is, they're going to score. Right. They've already had two or three opportunities and I'm not going to make the decision because of why. So that I'm not nice to the guy. I said, no, I don't have a choice. I can't let it happen. So I took him off. In five minutes, take
3: off. Did you win? We did. There we got on, we won 2-1. Did you pass that in from, no, it's a serious question. Absolutely. In that period when he was doing it, did you tell him several times, hey, told uh, oh, What, Absolutely. he still kept doing it? Well, he,
1: he just, he kept nodding his head, and, yeah, hi, yeah, hi, and then of course he go past again. Yeah. Is it a
0: lost in translation thing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: no. So, well, that's an yeah, easy and I,
1: expi- and I explained to him afterwards, <laughs> I said, look, Right. I said, uh, I'm sorry, I know you're probably embarrassed. I said, but at the end of the day, and I told the rest of the team, by the way, I didn't... I said, look, I've got an obligation to the team, to the owners, to the fans, to everybody, to win a game. And if if me making a decision, that means we win the game, then regardless of how horrible it looks or how embarrassing it is for anybody, I've got to make that decision, and that's why I made it. not all, the, not all the boys in the dressing room agreed with it because obviously he was friends with him and he obviously wasn't happy, but I mean, how, how clear do you want to Can make it? Can play for you again? I can't remember. I don't remember. You might have hurt his feelings. Oh, I mean, hey, you've got to be a big boy. You make mistakes then, you, you've got to take the consequences.
0: Like we all did, right? Final question. Next time someone says we should get rid of VAR, should we just show them Rodrigo's goal from today and then tell them to shut up in Stevie's <laughs> voice? Uh, right. Absolutely. goal. Absolutely. Yeah, VAR had a good weekend, yeah. is not it? I don't think there was any. It was kind of nice. You were just hoping like Liverpool and United wouldn't be a like an official's decision that would. Yeah. There's an interesting.
3: I saw an interesting one from. Uh, I think it was a tweet from from our colleague in Dart today who was getting frustrated that the line's been drawn on the field. Oh yeah, I know. I did I not quite get that. I think that offside the, is the easy one, isn't it? You're yeah. off. I mean, right? I know the automated one is uh, is, yeah. is super accurate. Yes. So down to that the city one took years yesterday. I Th- that city one was was a tight call, but it just seemed to take Yeah. Way, yeah, but, way but way they're going to have automated VAR uh,
0: off sides in the Premier League next season.
6: Um, I think it's still still up for debate uh, and, and what kind of automated VAR you, you're going to have. Um, incidentally, on the subject of VAR, in the Impoli game, I think it was the, today, there was the absolute closest uh, VAR call that I've ever seen. I mean, it literally was like literally hairs on the guy's leg. Um, and I think the thing about, the nice thing about automated VAR is that Nobody's gonna argue with it. It's, yeah. it's kind of like goal line technology, you know, where we just assume, even though the machine has a margin of error, by the way, where we just assume, oh no, look, goal line technology said no, okay, fine. Let's not actually have a discussion about it. And I'm sure there have been goal line technology calls that we're wrong because the machine was wrong because it has a margin of error. And if we can get to the same level with automated offsides, then you know, nobody's going to question that, and we can move on and and argue about other things like whether the striker was interfering with an opponent or, <laughs> you know, w- what constitutes dissent. Seems a no-brainer,
0: doesn't
3: it? Yep. Bring it in, and then off you go. The amount of people that want to go back to the old ways, though, is, is quite scary. Just to just to get the enjoyment back. <laughs> yes, you can celebrate goals properly.
0: Does
3: anyone? Have you met anybody that thought that the one at Newcastle wasn't ascending off yesterday? Uh one at Newcastle wasn't ascending off? The challenge by Raul Jimenez. <laughs> yeah,
0: said he was not happy with I that. Didn't, I didn't <laughs> think it was ascending off. We've met the person. Did you know notice theory? No. That's Did a send send
1: Initially, him? well, I thought I thought he had... That's why I asked. I, th- I, well, I wanted to meet the one person bought, on the planet my, that didn't My interpretation think... of what happened was that... He's left the ground thinking the other guy's gonna do it and then I think he's, as he's in the air, he's he's somehow, just physically you can't. Can you just demonstrate? You can't get your body out the road. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, you lie down and I'll drop I will demonstrate if you're involved, no problem. Uh-huh. So that's why I didn't think it was a red. I thought it was a yellow.
3: I, just, no. I wouldn't have sent him off I, I, I don't think once. That. I mean you can't have yeah. I mean it wasn't quite Schumacher-Batty-Stone But it yeah, clearly was not oh, as bad as that no. Once you leave the ground like that I didn't I didn't, I didn't bring it up Because we haven't discussed this Yeah. I didn't know what he was going to say uh, But I heard some people in England Talking about it I, I, I think it's as clear as day There we go I thought he was on now, what, Gab do you
0: want to just bring in the Just to break the tie here yeah, What does what you think Gab?
6: I, I'm, I'm with Craig I, I thought it was a red right card uh, but I also want to say I'm VAR and you've been praising VAR Heman uh, has got elbowed in the head
0: just trying to be nice (laughs) you
1: started this conversation with, oh been really quiet
0: I know, I know, and then it all goes (laughs) goes wrong, ok that's it, we're done tomorrow is the Champions League draw, ladies and gentlemen what a moment for us all Girona in action as well as they're looking to go back to the top of the table we'll be discussing uh, that and a lot more on the next edition of the show